Hey everyone, you know Brennan and Eric take football very seriously, but there's something we should be taking even more seriously, and that is your mental health. Some people think you should wait until things are unbearable to go to therapy, but that could be not be further from the truth. With BetterHelp, you have access to over 20,000 licensed therapists. It's not crisis line, it's not self-help, it's professional therapy done securely online. One of the biggest advantages of BetterHelp is how quickly you can start talking to a licensed professional. If you have looked for a therapist in the area, you can you know it's, it can even take weeks or even months just to find someone that you're comfortable talking to. With BetterHelp, it can take as little as 48 hours and it is easy to change therapists if needed. You deserve to prioritize your mental health this year, so get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash double doing podcast. And we want to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. And we're back with another episode of Weekend Wagers. I'm your host. Eric Warner, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at WarnerBro24. Coming to you on a Friday evening, was trying to get these picks out to you Thursday, but weather was a factor, couldn't make it over to the Deke household to record, so here we are on Friday night. Hopefully you have enough time to get the Saturday games in before you listen. Last week was a positive one, went 3-0, needed that very badly, still down on the season, 28-38. and 38. Goal is to reach 500 or better by the end of the regular season. Got four plays for you here this week. Here we go. We're going to start with Saturday, and that would be Jeff Saturday and his Colts are going into Minnesota, taking on the Vikings, who are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Total is 47-and-a-half. Jeff Saturday won his first game in kind of, I guess you could call it dramatic fashion, as an underdog beating the Las Vegas Raiders. Since then, things have not gone well. He has lost three in a row. But this is just a game I don't really have interest in betting either of these teams. These are two fade teams, in my opinion. This Minnesota defense is in a real slump. They've given up more than 400 yards in five straight contests. And in four of those, they've given up more than 450. Can the Indy offense take advantage of this? I don't know. Indy has a shoddy O-line, but Minnesota's bottom 10 in pressure rate. So can they even take advantage of the Indianapolis weakness on offense? Just that side of the ball is going to be a tough watch in general. On the other side, Minnesota's offense is middle of the pack. Indy's defense, middle of the pack. This is just a game of a mid-offense versus a mid-defense and a bad offense versus a bad defense. I'm going to pass. The Ravens are going into Cleveland, taking on the Browns, who are two-and-a-half-point favorites. AFC North showdown. Total is 38-and-a-half. It's going to be Tyler Huntley for the Ravens after clearing concussion protocol. I really like the Ravens' matchup on the ground. Cleveland is 30th versus the run currently. Ronnie Stanley was a huge get-back last week for this Ravens O-line. It helped in the pass protection game and in the run game. He should limit Miles Garrett. You're never going to completely eliminate Miles Garrett from the game, but he should slow him down. And on the other side of the ball, I think this Ravens defense is still underrated. I've been banging the table for it the last few weeks now. This is still an underpriced unit. They're top 10 versus the run and versus the pass. And just like last week, I think the wrong team is favored in an AFC North matchup. I'm going back to the well. Give me the Ravens plus two and a half. Just like last week, this is a similar spread to the Steelers where Ravens came in on the road as underdogs despite being the better team. I think the same thing is happening here. I'm getting two and a half points and I'm getting the better team. Give me the Ravens. 
Saturday night is going to be closed out by the Miami Dolphins going into Buffalo, taking on the Bills, who are seven-point favorites. Total is 44.5. We have potential for snow here. It's unknown at the moment. Really, this is the only time I'm going to give the weatherman a break is in Buffalo because that lake effect is so unpredictable. So really have to check close to game time to get an accurate weather report. We do know it's going to be negative temperatures, though. This should rattle the Miami Dolphins scene as these guys needed heaters on the sidelines last week in Los Angeles. Yes, you heard that correctly. It was approximately 55 degrees, which is about 16 Celsius, and they needed heaters on the sideline. Just embarrassing, in my opinion. There's no chance I'll be betting on a team like that in negative degrees. Injury report also has Teron Armstead listed as questionable. Even if he plays, he's not close to 100%. Neither is Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddell. They each played around 65% of snaps last week. So the Dolphins' offense is coming in banged up. On the defensive side of things, the Dolphins blitz the sixth most often in the league. Josh Allen dominates versus the blitz. I lean Bills for this, but... In the previous matchup, these teams did already play this year. The Dolphins came away with a win, but the Bills ran 90 offensive plays to 39 for the Dolphins. So it was a a game dominated in the box score by the Bills. In that game, the Dolphins came out blitzing heavy in the first half. It did not work. They slowed down their blitz rate in the second half, and it did slow down the Bills a little bit. So I'm expecting the Dolphins not to blitz as much in this game. And if they do, they might have more success defensively. Covering over a touchdown and a blizzard isn't easy. I need to wait for the game time weather report. Like I said, I lean Bills, but got to wait for that weather report to lock anything in. Going to Sunday now, we're starting with an NFC South matchup, the most embarrassing division in football. But both these teams somehow, I think, still do have a shot at the division. The Falcons are going into New Orleans, who are four-point favorites. Total is 43.5. Yes, the Saints are four-point favorites. That spread might seem funky, but you got to remember, it's rookie Desmond Ritter making his first NFL start for the Falcons. And this is just a matchup of pathetic trenches. The Saints have the fifth lowest pressure rate, and the Falcons are dead last. The Falcons are also dead last by a pretty wide margin. They are averaging a putrid 5.7 pressures per game. That is last by a mile. The Falcons' pass rush is non-existent. Both quarterbacks should have time in the pocket. I could see Ritter using his legs in this one. If I had faith in the rookie, I would be betting the over just because, like I said, both quarterbacks should have clean pockets throughout and the total is under the key number of 44. But I got to see a start from the rookie before I can bet on him having offensive success. So I pass for now. The Detroit Lions are going into the Meadowlands. Lions are one-point favorites taking on the Jets. Total is 44.5. Who would have guessed the Lions and Jets are playing a meaningful game this close to Christmas? We're in week 15, and the Lions and Jets are playing a very meaningful game. Mike White has been ruled out 
doctors wouldn't clear him. He just took hit after hit last week. It was a miracle he even finished that game. It's going to be back to Zach Wilson. And they're going to need his arm in this game because in recent weeks, the Lions have shut down Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, and Saquon Barkley. I don't anticipate success for Zonovan Knight, so it's going to be up to Mr. Wilson to move the ball through the air. Jared Goff has been hot as of late, but there's reason to to expect some regression here. Goff excels versus the zone, but the Jets play a lot of man coverage. Goff struggles versus pressure, and the Jets are 8th in pressure rate. Goff is also better in a dome as he is 4-9 against the spread in temperatures under 0, which he will be on Sunday. He's a Cali boy. He does not like the cold. I expect both quarterbacks to struggle in this game. We're over the key number of 44 here. I am locking in the under 44.5 in this one. I think it's a defensive grind. Both quarterbacks, I don't see having success through the air. Both teams are going to try to run the ball and not have very much success. Keep that clock going. I expect kind of a 17-14 type game here. Give me the under 44.5. Next game on the card would be the Kansas City Chiefs going into Houston as 14.5 point favorites. Total here is 49.5. This is a game I I really don't have a feel on. Houston is down Brandon Cooks and Damian Pierce. How is this offense going to move the ball? Houston did have a strong effort last week. I don't. I still don't have interest in betting on them. They're still the worst team in football. The Chiefs continue to not cover large spreads. Last week, they weren't able to cover nine versus the Broncos despite having a 27-0 lead. That tells me they've been leaving the back door open. No feel on this one whatsoever. I'm not going to waste time. Let's move on. The Philadelphia Eagles are nine-point favorites, taking on my Bears down at Soldier Field. Total is 48.5 here. A reason that I took the Eagles last week is I think that Jalen Hurts, his teammates and coaches, they really want him to win the MVP. They're not going to take their foot off the gas at any point. They were able to cover a large spread versus the Giants. I think this is the game that Jalen Hurts locks down the MVP for good. The Bears' defense is trending as the worst in the entire league. I will be surprised if the Eagles punt the ball in this game. This is the biggest biggest trench mismatch of the week, both sides of the ball. Eagles' D-line should feast on a weak Bears O-line, and Justin Fields is currently dealing with the flu. As a Bears fan, I'm just praying Justin Fields gets out of this one healthy. He's also playing without his top two wide receivers in Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool. He has no one to throw to. Therefore, the Eagles should be able to afford a spy, leave Slay and Bradbury in man coverage on the outside. They'll, they won't have an issue whatsoever. Use a spy, limp, keep Justin Fields in the pocket. Really, his legs are their only form of offense for the Bears. I think this spread should be closer to the Kansas City number of two scores. I'm locking in Eagles minus nine. This is an absolute blowout. Next game on the card would be the Pittsburgh Steelers going into Charlotte, taking on the Carolina Panthers, who are three-point favorites. Total is 37.5. It's still a little unclear who Pittsburgh's quarterback is going to be. 
It's Kenny Pickett, I believe, is doubtful. Mitch Trubisky and Mason Rudolph have been getting reps in practice. So it's tough to know who's going to get the start here. But when I think of both these teams, the Steelers and Panthers offensively, I think of two yards and a cloud of dust. I wanted to take the under, but this is a low, low number at 37.5. We have no value there. This Panthers defense has been a sneaky unit the last four weeks. I might consider a bet on Pittsburgh's team total under, but we have to know who's at quarterback before that prop is posted. Moving on to the last game of the 1 p.m. window, we have the Dallas Cowboys, who are four-and-a-half-point favorites going into Jacksonville, taking on the Jaguars. Total is 47-and-a-half in this one. Dallas survived last week while the Jags thrived, hence the spread dropping a couple points. This was six-and-a-half a week ago. Normally in this situation, I would take the Cowboys in a spread overreaction, but the Jags' defense... They fare better versus the run than the pass. I don't think I can trust Dak Prescott on the road at the moment. His success seems to be predicated on the run opening things up in the pass game. If the Jags take away the run, I don't trust Dak to beat anybody with his arm right now. Trevor Lawrence, on the other hand, has been red hot. This will be by far the best pass rush he has seen recently. So I want to see if... Trevor can stay hot under pressure. Going to be watching this game closely. I lean Jags, but not strong enough to make a bet on it. 4 p.m. window is going to be brought to you by True Classic. The holidays are almost here, and there is plenty of t-shirt cheer. Thanks to our sponsor, True Classic Tees. Fellas, we have the perfect gift for your wish list. True Classic Tees are a gift for you, for her, and a great present for any guy in your life. True Classic is on a mission to maximize men's confidence by making them look good. Trust me when I say that this is a gift the ladies will appreciate as well. If you're rocking a Santa bod, True Classic might be the Christmas miracle you've been waiting for. Almost all men's t-shirts are designed to look good to certain body types, while True Classic's team designed t-shirts to make the fellas of all sizes out there feel confident. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men look great in their tees, and now you can save big while you do so. Get 25% off True Classic with my exclusive link, trueclassic.com slash doink. The discount doesn't stop there. You'll save even more during their site-wide sale. Support our show and check them out at trueclassic.com slash doink. On to the 4 p.m. window. This is a game that will not be on my television. That would be the Arizona Cardinals going into Denver, taking on the Broncos. Spread is one and a half in favor of the Broncos. Total is 36 and a half. This is an ugly, ugly football game. I have no interest in betting this or watching it. It's trending towards Colt McCoy versus Brett Rippon. Actually, pardon me. It is going to be Colt McCoy versus Brett Rippon. Russell Wilson has been ruled out with a concussion. I have no feel whatsoever on this. I'm not going to waste any time past. That is straight trash. The New England Patriots are going into Vegas, taking on the Raiders, who are one-and-a-half-point favorites. Total is 44-and-a-half. The Raiders had, in my opinion, the most embarrassing loss of the year last week. 
how can they possibly get up for a game now that they know their season is over? On the other hand, I expect Belichick to be fully motivated to stick it to his former offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels. I'm not going to get into much of the X and O's, the offense versus defense matchup. This is a bet I'm making strictly on feel. This is a coaching mismatch bet. And these teams are rather even on the field, but I'm predicting a motivated Patriots team versus a unmotivated Raiders team. The way that they lost that game last week with Baker Mayfield driving 98 yards in a minute 40 with no timeouts to end your season. There's only there's one there's two ways this could go for Vegas. They can come out angry and mad or they can roll over and die and give up. I'm predicting they roll over and give up. Give me a Patriots squad that's not going to beat themselves here. They're coached well still. Patriots plus one and a half is on my card. The Tennessee Titans are going in to Los Angeles, taking on the Chargers, who are three-point favorites. The blueprint to beat the Titans may have emerged over this three-game losing streak, and it would be throw, throw, throw. Don't even waste time trying to run the ball. The Titans are elite on the ground, but their secondary has become a big issue. The Chargers offense looked good with their big three back intact, Eckler, Allen, and Williams. It was about time we saw those three on the field together. So I predict offensive success through the air for the Chargers. On the other side, should be a pretty simple game plan for the Titans as well. Hand the ball off to Derrick Henry. Get big tractor Cito going against a weak Chargers run game. Sorry, a weak Chargers run defense. Derwin James has not practiced yet this week. It's He's a question mark. I think both offenses have positive matchups here. Like I mentioned, the Chargers throwing the ball and the Titans running the ball. I think also offensively, that's what those two teams do best. These are strengths against areas of weakness. I'm on over 46 and a half. Lock it in. The Cincinnati Bengals are three and a half point favorites. Going down to Tampa, taking on Mr. Tom Brady and the Bucks. Total is 43 and a half. The list of questionables in this game is just, it's a laundry list here. We've got, for the Bucks, we have Antoine Winfield, Jamal Dean, Carl Nassib, Julio Jones, Tristan Wirfs, Vita Vea, Joe Tryon. And for the Bengals, Trey Hendrickson, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and Hayden Hurst. Not only is that a long list, those are key, key players. For the Bengals, Trey Hendrickson, I seriously doubt he plays this. That's not a shot at his toughness. He proved how tough he was last week, playing the entire fourth quarter with a broken wrist. How he hasn't been ruled out is crazy to me. That guy's tough as nails. But I guess it's kind of, it's it's put up or shut up time right now for Tom Brady. In the past, he has delivered in these moments. Not very common. You're going to get more than a field goal with Tom at home. But... This ain't your usual Bucks team. Things are not looking good down in Tampa. They got their doors blown off last week by the San Francisco 49ers. This Bengals defense isn't quite San Francisco level good, but it's still a pretty damn good unit. I'd lean Bengals, but I would need to know if Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins and Hayden Hurst are going. Those are three key weapons on the offensive side of the ball. So check back for the injury report in this one. Might be on the Bengals. 
Sunday night football, we have an NFC East matchup. That would be the New York Giants, four and a half point dogs going into Washington, taking on the Commanders. Total is 40 and a half. Taylor Heineke is favored by four and a half. That just doesn't sit right with me. Taylor Heineke, if you look at it from a statistical point of view, he has been the second worst quarterback in the NFL so far this season. The only quarterback worse than him right now would be Mr. Zach Wilson. Yes, Baker Mayfield has now passed Taylor Heineke in PFF rankings. Joe Flacco is currently ahead of Taylor Heineke in PFF rankings. He has been downright atrocious, but this team finds ways to win because they play hard for him. I'm not, never would I say Taylor Heineke should be benched for Carson Wentz, but statistically Carson Wentz has actually was playing better than Heineke. This is just a nightmare spot for the New York Giants. They played this same Washington team two weeks prior, then had to go to Philly and now have to go to Washington. Meanwhile, Washington played these Giants two weeks ago, had a bye, and now is playing the Giants again. I almost think the Giants should submit a complaint to the to the head offices here. Like That seems unfair to me that Washington would get to play a team, have a bye, and then prepare for the same team they just played. That seems like a major advantage in the coaching department. So I lean Washington, but I can't bet on Taylor Heineke. There's a very realistic realistic scenario where he throws up all over himself and blows this game. That's the Saturday and Sunday games, everybody. Thanks for listening. Let's do a recap of the card. I have the over 46.5 in the Titans-Chargers game. I have the Patriots plus one and a half over the Raiders. I have the Eagles minus nine over the Bears. I have under 44 and a half in the Lions Jets game. And I have the Baltimore Ravens plus two and a half. So that's actually five plays this week. I lied at the beginning, not four plays. We have five this week. As always, everybody, 